Welcome back in to The Rock Pod, presented by the Royal Oak, Michigan Chamber of Commerce. I am John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Trish Carew, third generation jeweler and owner of Your Personal Jeweler. I am Lisa Bibby, your local realtor with Keller Williams Advantage. I am Andrea Arndt, an attorney at Dickinson Wright. And if you're stressed out this morning, you're listening to the perfect podcast because our guest today is Ken Abishan of Namaste Yoga Studio. Uh, am I saying that right? I want to make sure. Namaste. I want to make sure everybody's calmed down, Ken. How do we say it? As namaste. You are correct. Well, welcome. And we are so glad to have you with us today. Well, thank you. Ken, I'm so excited to have you on and want to hear more about the Namaste Yoga story and how you got started. So Namaste is the oldest yoga studio in Royal Oak. One of my mentors, Veronica Zador, is the original owner. She opened it up in uh, 1998 and she continued to keep going on for a couple of years. And then she sold it to my second mentor, Linda Makowski. And um, she continued and grew the business over the next 15 years. And eventually she was ready to retire. And me being the legacy person that I was, I took over. Originally, it was an Ashtanga studio. And it's a specific type of yoga where you have to follow through a very definite set of poses until you get to a certain stage. And then you're, you just repeat them over and over again. And over the years, we've evolved into a more all-inclusive studio that if you're not used to doing hardcore yoga, you're accepted in our studio. And that was started with Veronica. Uh, Linda really drove that home with uh, the you are your own guru tagline. And I've just tried to continue everything that they've taught me and brought to the Royal Oak community. Well, you might want to consider trademarking that tagline. If you haven't already, (laughs) feel free to reach out. Uh, So can you tell me a little bit about your core values? Our core values come down to the ability to practice yoga in your own way. And it comes back to you are your own guru. When you come into our studio, you may get hands-on adjustments, but they're only going to be in very rare occasions when you're putting yourself in a position of injury. Having gone through... Uh, injuries myself and my wife the same and most of the people and I'm over 50 now and once you hit that point you start to have these aches and pains Um, and if you're athletic you have them pretty much throughout your whole life so every pose isn't going to look picture perfect Uh, it's not about looking like that perfect Instagram photo that everybody puts out there it's about adapting to your body and getting the most out of it for yourself. And we try to give everybody permission to come into the studio, practice the way that you are, feel comfortable without judgment, without feeling like you're trying to achieve some perfect goal. The perfect goal is feeling content with the way that you're practicing. Well, Ken, I can personally attest to that. I actually went to Namaste Yoga in 2018 when I was pregnant for prenatal yoga for my first trimester, already uh, all the way through until I was two days up until my due date. And it was a really great experience. Um, but in addition to prenatal yoga, what are the other types of yoga that you offer? So our bread and butter is what we call essential hatha. And this is something that the previous owner started. She created these classes that they're almost formula like in the way that we do them, that you have to have these six directions of the spine. 
you go through certain sequences and then you do your cooldown. And in that, it's very accessible to everybody. So we try to give options and make it accessible to uh, somebody who's had an injury, somebody who's new to yoga. If you've practiced yoga a long time, you can work up to a higher level and it's all there. Um, the other things that we bring is a slow flow class that gives you the time to actually sit into the poses, to be in the poses and feel them. So you feel your muscles, you feel exactly where your body should be. And it takes you so far out of your mind that you're no longer distracted by all the frustrations that you've been through in the day, all the thoughts that disrupt us, that create the anxiety and anger within us throughout the day, whether it's dealing with a coworker or um, traffic, which seems to have gotten even more aggressive over the last two years with the lockdowns and whatnot. So these are things that can help with that. We also bring in this line of therapeutic yoga. So better backs, uh, gentle better backs, hip, knees and shoulders, movability sequences that all get into whether it's working on building a stronger back or recovering from a hip or a knee injury or simply wanting to become more mobile in an athletic way. These are specifically targeted towards those audiences. So we're a little different than some of the other yoga studios in the area that we don't offer, like the power yoga or the vinyasa. We're more on the kind of old school, traditional stuff and therapeutic stuff. I'm really glad to hear you explain that a little bit better, Ken, because I know very little about yoga. I'm a little bit of a newbie to it, aside from doing a couple like 20 minute beginner YouTube yoga videos that I've watched. And what you said earlier about being in your 50s now, I'm a little bit younger. I'm just turned 40, but I've been told by doctors, 40 is where it all starts to go downhill. So like, you know, I have aches and pains that I didn't have five, 10 years ago, um, but not being very experienced in this world, I'm kind of glad that you provide yoga to all sorts of levels and experiences. I wonder if you can talk about people coming in just really not knowing much, like in my case. We try to run a workshop a couple times a year that is like an intro to yoga. And it's like a three to six week course, depending on um, who's teaching it, and how it works out. But it goes over the foundations and the fundamentals of yoga. Well, it goes through the foundations and fundamentals of yoga asana. There is different branches of yoga, but in that you get to learn the foundations of the setups, the adaptations that you can get into your body. And the teachers will always check in with you. Have you ever taken yoga before? Do you have any injuries? Are you healing? Could you be pregnant? Do you have high blood pressure? These are things that any yoga teacher should check with before you take a class with them, uh, unless you're a regular just to make sure that you're not going to get in a position that's going to be counterindicative to what your particular situation is and learning to adapt to that. Um, like Trish said, she had taken the prenatal yoga, everything in prenatal yoga, there are certain counterindications. You're not supposed to do twists. All the forward folds are supposed to have your legs wide to accommodate the belly. You're never put in a position where you're laying on your belly. Those are all things that you learn as a yoga instructor, having your knees centered over your ankle when you're in a standing position, 
and trying not to get past your toes. Again, these are just corrections that you don't know of if you're not normally doing it. And the teacher needs to know things ahead of time to do that. So the teacher interacting with the community when you come in is a huge deal. So Ken, a quick question on that. So it sounds like you're really able to work with people with current injuries or past injuries. But what about, do you help explain to people the difference? Because I know if you sit around and you're not doing any yoga or any kind of movement, the first time you do it, you're going to feel pain. You're going to feel sore just because your body's not used to that. So do you kind of help guide people through that process in the understanding to know, okay, there is some pain that's healthy for you versus pain that could actually be damaging to your body? That's a good question, Lisa. Yes, we try to explain that as you go through, when you start any type of new physical activity, you are going to feel some kind of muscle fatigue, some kind of ache, but it shouldn't be bad. And there's a difference between like the dull ache of unused muscles getting used again and the lactic acid building up as opposed to a sharp pain that could really be an injurious thing. I had to go through a hip replacement almost three years ago now. When I went through the replacement, I remember asking the doctor, like, all right, now am I okay? This was like six weeks. And he's like, you know the difference between an intense pain and a dull ache. And there is a drastic difference between if you're feeling a sharp pain in a pose, then you know something's wrong. If you're feeling a sharp pain at any point in a yoga class, something's not right. Intensity and a dull ache when you're stretching into a muscle is expected. But if something hurts, that's wrong. That's when you need to come back out of it. And we always try to explain that. And one of the things I tend to repeat over and over again in the classes that I teach is you should never feel real pain in yoga. It's not part of the process. So Namaste Yoga has a reputation of being a welcoming company for fun and supportive community. Can you tell us more about that? Thanks, Andrea. This was part of what Linda started really cultivating before I took over the studio. This ability to build a community and have a supportive community within it. And I took over Namaste April 1st of 2020. Interesting day. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I took over the studio uh, two weeks after the lockdown, and it didn't end up being what I thought I was buying. But I quickly learned, I mean, I had been part of the community for, I get five years before I took over as the owner with my wife. The community and the support of the people in the community, not just for each other, but for the studio in and of itself. Um, when I was trying to figure out some things, we were troubleshooting our virtual offerings. I had so many people within the community stepping up, giving me feedback, understanding when we'd have issues in the beginning, how to troubleshoot them. They'd be shooting me texts, I can't hear this. The picture's a little blurry on this end. Can we get this straightened out? And what they brought to me as a studio owner was the support, this ability to ride out a storm that I didn't expect to have to deal with. And 
in that I try to give them as much support as possible, whatever I can do as a studio owner and contribute to that. The support within the classes, there's this camaraderie. And it's funny that even in the virtual, now that we're still probably more than 50% virtual, uh, everything is run hybrid, but the attendance is still a little bit more skewed to our virtual. There's this sense of community. And I have a couple people that will, we chat. And whether it's virtual or in the class, you get some feedback and they'll check in with each other. Hey, how have you been? I haven't seen you. Do you need me to stop down? See how you're doing? I'll see you tomorrow in tomorrow morning's class. (laughs) And they check in with each other. And now that we're starting to hit this recovery, um, people who had not been participating for the last year, year and a half are coming back into the studio and just so happy to be part of the community again. And you see this anxiety and fear starting to fall away and having the support system again as they come into the studio. And to me, that's the whole thing. And in that, and during uh, the struggle, the DDA had some grants and we were lucky enough to get some funding that helped. So part of us wanting to give back to this community as well, because the community of Royal Oak itself has contributed to the growth and the ability to sustain the business through a very difficult time. Well, I love that you guys had so much support for your community. And during this whole time that you guys were able to go virtual, do you offer any types of yoga classes outdoors or like in the parks? Thanks, Lisa. Yes, we have offered some. Michigan this summer has offered quite a bit of challenges as far as weather, trying to (laughs) conduct classes outdoors. And we're working towards doing something with uh, the new Henry Ford office that's being built in downtown Royal Oak to do a joint effort where we will do community classes in the new park. We had them on a previous Um, episode of the podcast, Ken. I would invite our listeners to go back and listen to that episode as well. Really cool uh, facility coming downtown. There'll be a lot of community interaction stuff that they will be offering within the park. And one of those things will be a weekly class that uh, we will work together with them on. And it'll be a weekly class in the park for the community. It'll be a free class sponsored mostly by uh, Henry Ford, which is going to be a wonderful thing. That sounds great. So if you guys have never tried yoga, go check out this class outside and it's free. Uh, So Ken, I saw benefits to just doing yoga once a week. But how often would you say someone needs to do yoga to see the maximum amount of benefit? Ideally, if you could do like anything every other day would be perfect. Um, Doing yoga to some extent every day helps. And I had mentioned earlier, there are several limbs in what uh, yoga is. So what we call pranayama or breath work in and of itself should be something we can turn to at any given point in time. And it's something that's accessible all the time. So if you're stressed out, I don't know if people know, just share this with that, with y'all right now. An extended out breath calms your central nervous system. It's called vagal tone. There's the vagus nerve is the longest nerve in the body. So if you breathe out an extended out breath, uh, it will help calm the central nervous system. So that's something that's accessible all the time. Uh, physically, depending on what your body is able to do. So some of us can do yoga every day. And most of the time, it's not going to hurt you. Uh, At least three times a week is recommended. 
um, just like any other kind of physical activity. The thing with yoga is it doesn't just work physically, it works psychologically and mentally. So between the asana, the physical part, the breath work, and a little bit of meditative work, it works all combined. Whereas you don't need to get on a mat to do the breath work or meditation. And for that matter, if you're sitting at your desk, there are side bends, twists, folds that you can do to counteract just the postural issues that we have of sitting in front of computers and looking at phones all the time now. So after that long rambly answer, at least three times a week. <laughs> you know, we've talked a lot about wellness and yoga here today, Ken. Uh, what is the last or most inspirational book you have read? I'm curious on that. Oh, most inspirational book. It's probably, and there's several versions of it, they're translations of Tanjali's Yoga Sutras. And they're like one of the core texts to the yoga practice. And it goes over more of the mental practice than the physical practice, but it really gets into the psychological aspects of yoga. Ultimately, yoga is meant to be that we can yoke our bodies and minds. It's yoga, it's translated as to yoke. So I would say the Patanjali's uh, Yoga Sutras in whatever version is definitely the top, most inspirational thing I've ever read and reread and discussed and then reread again. <laughs> uh, that must be good. I, I typically don't reread books once I've read them, so I might have to give that one a shot. We'll have to put it in the listener notes so that others can pick it up if they're interested. So Ken, you've talked a lot about yoga and your business, but we'd like to know a little bit more about you and what are some of your hobbies that you do outside of work? I love to cook. Uh, it's probably the single favorite thing that I do, uh, whether it's I've got a grill that I can smoke and grill and everything on. I got a new licorice pan yesterday, came in the mail and I was just like so excited about it. Um, so that gardening, I do love to garden. We do a lot of work in the yard, especially over the last year and a half where we're working from home a lot. So the backyard is becoming like an outdoor office for my wife and myself. So that's another thing. Um, my dogs, my pets, love my pets. They're what there's it's unconditional love, I guess, is what it comes down to, or love for food. So, what kind of pets do you have? I have a French bulldog named Diego, and I have a Boston Terrier pug mix named Frida, and yes, they're named after Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera. <laughs> uh, the French bulldog. We got the French bulldog first, and it kind of looked like Diego Rivera, so that's how we got the name. Um, <laughs> we have a very old rescue pit bull that just kind of lays around, and she's had cancer since we've had her. We didn't know how long she was going to last, and she's made it a year this month, which is very encouraging. And uh, I've got a cat, a cat named Helga. Three out of the four are rescues, and three out of the four are old, very, very old <laughs> Having owned a couple of rescue dogs myself, I love that, Ken. And I'm thinking with the pit bull, you have such this healthy lifestyle. When, when you're not working on yoga, you're cooking healthy food and you're gardening. That dog's going to want to stick around in the environment that you're providing for her. I think that's fantastic. Oh, hopefully she feels that way, but <laughs> she still is very playful for as old and sick as she is. That's sweet to hear. Dogs are just amazing and, and all pets, really. All right, before we wrap up with you, Ken, 
It is time for our fishbowl question of the day, where we pull a totally random question for you. Lisa, can you pull today's fishbowl question of the day? Sure. All right. Let's dig in here and get a good one. All right, Ken. So if you could travel instantly to any place in the world, where would you want to go? Bhutan. Oh, Bhutan is amazing. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more about why you'd want to go to Bhutan? Well, I'm fascinated by that whole, uh, the Indian subcontinent and, and Bhutan and Nepal and all of that, mostly because the culture is so cool. <laughs> and it's very isolated in a lot of ways, but any country that puts gross national happiness over gross national profit is very appealing to me. <laughs> Can you expand on that? Because I heard about that and I just find that absolutely fascinating that the entire country made a new law. It's just a, an amazing thought process to me because I mean, we live in probably the most capitalistic nation there is. So gross national profit is always the driving force here. And I think I've seen a lot lately about uh, exhaustion as our way of uh, is a status symbol <laughs> in this country instead of finding balance and finding some kind of happiness. So Bhutan is very restrictive in the way that they handle financial things and is very open about the fact that you need time for yourself. It's better to be happy than to be rich. Rich doesn't necessarily equate happiness. And you've seen a lot of rich people that are very cranky, uh, uncomfortable individuals. So to me, that in an effect is, I would love to see more of that here. I would love to see more forced vacations and things like that here, rather than people banking all their vacation time and making themselves sick by not taking any time to relax. So, yes, I love to travel. So that's one of the places I have not been to. And I really, really want to go. I'm just inspired listening to you today, Ken, to just bring more wellness into my life, not just the getting rid of the capitalistic pursuits, but just being a little bit more mindful and more in tune with my mind and my body. And I really enjoyed our conversation today. I think I speak for all of us when I say that. If somebody wants to know more about Namaste Yoga, what are the best ways people can find you? Find us at Namaste dash yoga dot net and most of the information is there we're on all social medias we're right in downtown royal oak on troy street right across from uh the comedy castle right across from the new city hall so we're very easily located we actually have parking not a lot but we're one of the few <laughs> few buildings in downtown royal oak that we have our own parking a whole like seven or eight spaces and we're conveniently close to the parking garage that's on 11 mile. We're really close to the market as well. So if you ever want to go to the market on a Saturday morning and take some yoga either before or after, we're right there. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ken, for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure. And I know personally, yoga has changed my life. So I encourage all of you guys to go down there and check out Namaste Yoga. My name is Lisa Bibby. I am a realtor with Keller Williams Advantage, and I put the real back in realtor. You can count on me to help navigate the complexities of buying or selling your home. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Sold by Lisa B. My name is Andrea Arndt. I am an intellectual property attorney at Dickinson Wright, 
and I help my clients protect their inventions and build their brands. You can find me on LinkedIn and on our website, www.dickinsonwright.com. I'm Trish Carruth, third generation jeweler and owner of Your Personal Jeweler. I specialize in creating custom engagement, wedding rings, and fine jewelry. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook at The Personal Jeweler or our website, www.thepersonaljeweler.com. And I am John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcast for help creating or improving a podcast. Or if you want to create a podcast as part of your 2022 marketing strategy, I'm your guy. You can find me at jagindetroit.com or on all social media at jagindetroit. Thanks, Ken, for being here today. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Rock Pod presented by the Royal Oak Michigan Chamber of Commerce. For more information on the chamber and how to join, you can go to royaloakchamber.com. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.